Blog Talk Radio. Warriors come out to play. Warriors come out to play. Inside the park. Inside the inside the inside the inside the park. The RSG family. My usual suspects with me. Hot baseball topic. We're just gonna jump right into it. Tim Hudson, and even as dominant of a pitcher as he was with the A's, 
you know, again, he didn't. They didn't have that. He didn't have that wild factor even with them. So, you know, just given how these um, these uh, writers vote, I think he's going to be on the outside looking in. Yeah, I agree. Um, not because of the wild factor, but Tim Hudson really he hasn't had that dominant streak where you know the guy was unhittable or untouchable for three, four, five years in a row. Uh, I'm looking at his, at his numbers now. I see probably two dominant years that he's strung together, but outside of that, he, he never finished in the top three in the Cy Young Awards. So he never really was the guy in in any in any point in his career. Um, I, I don't see it either. Then you know, you hear writers do this all the time because they need something to talk about in the first month of the season, but. I think they're just they're just picking something to talk about here because I'm not seeing Hall of Fame at all. No, not at all. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, we'll we'll, we'll uh, put a stamp on that conversation. Uh, we're a month in. May first is upon us. We're, we're a month into the season, and we're gonna we're gonna play a little game throughout this show. We're gonna do buy and sell, and uh, I'm a, I'm a Ask you guys when you give me your buy or sell to back it up a little bit. Tell me, tell me why you're buying. Tell me why you're selling. And we're gonna go through some teams, uh, some teams that are surprising, be they hot or cold, and some players as well. And uh, we're gonna see what you guys think moving forward. How these guys are gonna finish up their career. Um, so, hey, we'll start in the American League. We're gonna start with you, Boston okay. Red Sox. Going into the night, 18 and eight, first place in the AL East. Are you buying or selling the Red Sox? I'm going to buy the Red Sox. I, and the reason why I'm buying the Red Sox, I think uh, of of all these teams that made all these acquisitions in the offseason, it seems to be working for the Red Sox. Uh, you, if you look at the rest of that East, you see uh, Tampa struggling a little bit, just playing 500 ball. Uh, Baltimore is doing what Baltimore did last year. But more or less, the Yankees and Toronto. Okay, while the Yankees is doing fairly good, that they're still a big unknown. But when you look at what Boston's got, they got two solid pitchers in Lester and Buckholz. Buckholz is having a nice season. They're getting good contributions from Napoli and 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 Victorino. Um, their bullpen is 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 playing is uh, pitching well, and I think that's going to continue. I think they've got a harmonious um, um, clubhouse, which is something they haven't had. And I think they're going to be there all season. So I'm buying the Red Sox. All right. We will. Um, so does that mean that you're changing? You're changing um, your pick for who finishes in first in that division? Are you changing to the Red Sox? You know what? I I don't know. That's a good question, RJ. Because you know I'm still looking at the Yankees, who's still playing solid baseball. Um, I think I, I I'm, I'm changing my pick to say I think they make the playoffs now out of the. Uh, out of the East, um, because I believe they're going to play solid baseball all year, and I believe that the Boston Red Sox are going to have 90 victories this year. So I am changing because I'm 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 pleasantly surprised with uh, how they're playing. All right, one flip flop for Hank, Mike. You buying or selling the Red Sox? <laughs> I you know I'm buying what we thought they were. We uh, when we talked to the preseason, we talked about the the American League East being a division with five teams that may be right around 500. Um, and, and I still believe that. I, I, I like this, the fast start that they got off to. Um, so that's going to help them stay there. But in the end, to me, they're, they're an 80 to 85 win team. Uh, they're not going to overpower anybody. They don't, they're not overloaded with talent. So in order for them to be a 90 win team, it means they're going to have to, you know, play the type of small ball and win those wondering games that Baltimore did last year. And I, you know, you can't predict that at this point. So, you know, I'm going to stick where I am and say they're going to be an 80-85 win team. And I'll buy that because that's what I said they were going to be. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I, I, I see this division, um, like we said earlier in the season, finishing up very jumbled. Uh, I think all these teams will be clustered together, and it's kind of going to be like picking a uh, a name out of a hat to see who's going to finish, uh, finish at the top. I don't see Baltimore going anywhere with that young talent they have. Um, for some reason, the Yankees continue to hold on, but for reasons I, I can't explain. Um, we'll see who gets hurt next week. But, um, yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay, I look for them to come right back into it. 
Uh, Boston's off to a great start. They've uh, they've been able to pocket uh, some good wins, but again, I don't I don't see this start changing anything for me. And I do think that that you know they can finish towards the top, but I think all these teams are going to finish in, in a cluster. So it, it should be interesting. Onward, uh, Kansas City Royals, fourteen and ten. Um, up until well, I think yesterday, they were in first place in the Central Division. Um, I think this is your division, so we'll, we'll jump start with you again, brother. Uh, the Royals. What do you expect moving forward? Are you buying? Are you selling? What's going on? No, I wasn't buying the Royals to begin with, so uh, uh, I'm selling. And the reason why is again, um, I, I think the Royals. Given, look at the central for a minute, okay? Not, I mean, everybody is pretty much playing 500 ball, and they still are not really, not to me, they're not, they're really not uh, surprising anybody. Now let's just go on the logic that you're using that that these teams are going to turn it around. Well, if that be the case, then you know, I, I still I see the Royals being the odd team out. I look at the Tigers eventually, you know, pulling away with that division, and I don't see any, I don't see. Uh, where the Royals are going to get their wins, you know, uh, as they uh, as these teams start to play up to their potential, um, you know, you haven't seen uh, James Shields. I mean, he's been he's been up and down a little bit early in the year. He may come around, but then again, you know, he may not. Uh, I'm not sold on the Royals, I, and again, I, I don't know if they if they can get 85 wins, you know, they'd be lucky. You know, the, the Royals are in second place right now, and. You know, I can see, I can definitely see them finishing second. I, I still firmly believe it's the Tigers' division to lose, but um, I think the Royals can hang around. I think they can, they can keep this pace up. They're they're four games above 500. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they, if they, you know, finished above 500 in second place. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm definitely buying the Royals, not not to win that division, but to to keep pace and see do what they're doing. Um, how about you, Mike? I think we're we're all kind of on the the same page. I, I agree with you. Um, it's a young team, right? So it comes down to do you believe? Uh, to me, they have the makings of a team that's gonna, you know, flirt with you all year. Can they do it? Can they do it? Can they do it? You know, the, the fairy tale ending of the story is they turn into a Baltimore from last year, an Oakland from last year, um, uh, or you know, it could be where the young guys just get the confidence and and power through it and shock the world. But, uh, you know, I, that, that's a big jump for them. So um, I think they, you know, these guys turn into between a 78 and an 82 or 83 win team. They're around 500. Let's hope they stay there because baseball is more interesting when KC is good, I think. Um, but uh, I'm uh, – <laughs> is that buy or sell? I, I don't know. I'm putting them on layaway. How about that? <laughs> you put some on it, huh? I, you know what? I think we all agree they have talent, right? But they have no track record, so that that's the that's the issue we all have with that, you know. Um, until I see it for more than a month, I'm not going to believe it. So I'm not sold on them at this point. Well, you know, they're fourteen and ten, and Mustakis hasn't gotten going. Uh, Hosmer hasn't really got going. So they got they still have some uh, some bullets in the chamber, so to speak. Everybody hasn't started clicking just yet. They do. But at the same point, you know, Hosmer didn't click at all last year either. So, you know, that's a concern for them at this point. You know, who, you know, what are his stat lines going to look like? And he needs to make those adjustments at the plate. And to be honest with you, for them to be considered a contender, you know, just look up and down that Tigers lineup, all right? Who do you want to pitch to? And if it's the Tigers and the Royals playing in a one-game playoff to make it to the, you know, the, the playoffs, I don't believe in the Royals lineup at this point. I don't believe they have enough, um, you know, sock in there. I don't believe they have enough professional hitters in that lineup. So, you know, in, until I see that, especially in the American League, right, you know, you've got to score runs. You've got to have some offense that can go out there and do it. And it, I, I just don't, I don't believe it. Yeah, well, point of clarification, I'm not saying they're going to finish it at the Tigers. I'm saying – they're in second place now. They're four games above 500. I'm a believer that they can remain in second place. That, that's all I'm saying. That's what I'm buying. That they can in second. And they must be 500. lonely out on that ledge. That, that's that's <laughs> hard out to go there, you know. 
Hey, when was the last time the Royals finished above 500, my friend? Uh, Tony Pena was the manager. Yeah. It was 07? Oh, it's got to be 07. Something like that. So that was uh, right? Say they'll so finish was, above 500. I think Jose Lima was pitching for that team. <laughs> One died. question I have to ask, though, okay? I, I, I got to step in for a minute because if we're saying that these other teams have got to play, okay, Chicago's not playing up to par. You know, Cleveland is starting to hit the ball a little bit. You can argue that both of those teams have a more professional lineup than the Royals. So, again, where are the Royals supposed to get these wins, you know, uh, when, when the weather starts to get hot? Where will they get the wins? Where will they get these wins? I, I, I guess I, that's what I'm looking at. They're a young team. They're a talented team. But as Mike said, where's, the, where's that track record? I mean, you know, you know, they're four games above 500, but my guy, you know, this is the first month of the year. Ryan Rayburn looks like an MVP player right now. We know that's a lie. <laughs> that's what, that's the limb I'm going out on, that they're going to stay above 500. Well, yeah, you're right. That's a, that's a lonely limb to be on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I just like the young talent. I mean, we, we see it all the time with teams that have a lot of young players. Um, you know, youth youth trumps age quite often in baseball. The Royals have the youth. Um, they, they finally got a pitcher who, who's worth watching in James Shields. Um, Irvin Santana's pitching well. I don't I don't know how long that will last. What is um, <laughs> What's that? What does Urban Santana do? He, he admits himself. He said, why do you give up so many home runs? His response, that's what I do. His <laughs> words, not mine. Hey, man, I'm just buying them about in second place, man. Don't shoot the messenger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving forward. We got um, This is a surprise of the, um, of the uh, month of April, I would say. Uh, Colorado Rockies. Entering the night sixteen and eleven in first place in the in the NL West. Um, this is the team that many, I think, all of us picked the, to finish in the in the cellar in that division, and here they are in first place. Uh, Mike, what are we doing with the with the Rockies buying and selling? We're, we're selling the Rockies. Come on, <laughs> they played in the snows for half their games. That I don't think that should count, <laughs> but that's all right. <laughs> Right, you know, you you look up and down that lineup. What they're doing right now is they are hitting the ball, hitting the ball. You're talking about what um, five guys, six guys on their team hitting over 300 right now. Um, they're they're just hitting lights out. So um, that that's awesome. I think the best thing to see from that team right now is that Cargo is starting to put it back together again. You'd like to see him do well. Um, so. You know, right now the division is playing very weak. Um, but, uh, you know, let's give them credit. They won some ball games. They won a lot of ball games. Um, I believe the majority, and you brought this up a couple weeks ago, where they've got, I think, eight of their 15 wins are against San Diego and New York, and maybe nine of those wins. So they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. But, uh, you know, that doesn't win you anything in, in May or April. So I'm selling. Hank, what are you doing with the Rockies? I like the Rockies. They're a fun team to watch, but they simply don't have enough bullets in the in in the chamber. You know, um, and like as Mike said, you got a couple of teams over there that's just kind of like sleepwalking through the first month of the season, and they're going to wake up. You know, uh, if I'm a Rockies fan, I'm going to enjoy the games in the snow, and I'm going to enjoy the 16-11 season uh, start and say we was in first place for a minute. But that's about it. I'm selling. All right, yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm looking for anybody that's willing to buy these, this uh, Rocky stock so I'm selling as well. I mean, you mentioned that they're hitting the cover off the ball, but, um, you know, I, I do see that slowing down. Tulewitzki's uh, to, to uh, just got banged up. He hasn't been in the lineup for the past couple of days. Um, you know, he, unfortunately, he's been an injury waiting to happen as of late. So um, that'd be a big bat to lose. And... Um, it's tough for me to buy any team that's running out there, uh, some of these pitchers that they've got. John Garland, Tyler Chatwood, uh, Jose De La Rosa, Jeff Francis. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, I'll pass. 
uh, I don't see this one last in long. Their offense kept, has kept them in it, and their pitching is going to keep them out of it. And, you know, I, I see this one turning all the way around and finish, still finishing in last place. So, uh, yeah, I'm not buying the Rockies fast start at all. But uh, we'll, we'll go to your, back up to, uh, to your side of the country, Mike, uh, Milwaukee, 14 and 11. And I threw them in there because, you know, they've had put together a nice win streak as of late. Um, we didn't expect a lot out of Milwaukee. But um, somehow, some ways, they're uh, they're getting it done in early April. So, what are you doing with Milwaukee? You buying or selling? I'm, <laughs> my my brother wouldn't like this, but uh, I'm selling. I, I think they're a middle of the road team. I think they're overachieving right now. When you got players that are <laughs> being carried by Segura at this point, um, I, I I'm just I'm not a fan of the pitching staff. Um, to any great extent. I think there's a lot better talent in St. Louis and Cincinnati. Um, and, and even Pittsburgh, I would say, for that. I mean, although, you know, I, I like uh, I like um, Ryan Braun. But I, I, I don't think they contend. I, I think they stick around 500. If they have a good year, they may contend for that second wild card. But I still think that this is a middle-of-the-road team, and, and, and the majors are filled with these teams that may be between 78 and, and 85 wins. I think that's another team like this. Um, they had their big streak of the year, so now they should start petering off, become the 500 team that they are, and we can start talking about them. What do you have against Gene Segura? I, nothing. I mean, he's hitting well. No, nothing wrong with that. I just, uh, that, you know, you're depending on, they've got Ramirez out, you've got Hart out. Um, you know, whoever they can put at third base, they can put at third base. So, you know, there's a lot on Braun's shoulders right now, and Segura's playing well. I just don't uh, – compared to the town in that division, I think they have a tough time sticking with the rest of the team. Yeah, I agree. I, I had Milwaukee finishing in fourth, and I'm not coming off that just yet. I still like the Pirates above 500, and, you know, the Cardinals and the Reds will be there in the end. Not convinced that, as you said, the pitching uh, leaves a lot to be um, desired. And, you know, we haven't seen Segura do it over the course of a full year. I'm not a believer just yet in uh, in Ryan Braun and everybody else. How about you, Hank? Not at all. I mean, I think right now it's like, you know, they're the undercard because we're in April and now in the May in their division. Quite frankly, I'm a little bit pissed off at the Cincinnati Reds because that's a damn good baseball team, and they have not played good ball this first month of the season. You know, um, you know, I, there's there's some when you look at the Reds uh, top to bottom, it's like why are they playing the way they're playing, and the, so that's the only reason why you have a team like the uh, Brewers, even you know is getting any sort of talk right now. The Brewers don't don't excite me. The pitching staff don't excite me. The bullpen don't excite me, and they're going to be you know once uh, Cincinnati starts playing. Then you know that that's not going to even be any talk about the Central this year. But so there, yeah, I'm selling. Mike, you want to jump in there? Let, let him talk about your Reds like that. No, it's all right because his team went on like on a carnival cruise until August last year, so I understand. <laughs> and guys still made it the World Series. I think you set the blueprint up basically and said, you know what, you guys do what you want in the summer. Let's wait till you know the end of the year. Maybe school kicks up, then we'll start playing. So I think I think that, that that's the uh, the way to go. But uh, you know, with the Reds, I, I I agree. You know, they're frustrating, but. You look at what they've had in terms of injuries to start the year. You're talking about, um, you know, their ace has gone down. And and let's give some love to Tony Singrano, right? Rookie comes up, first three starts, 18 innings, 1.5 ERA with 28 strikeouts. That's a lovely, lovely thing to have, you know, that you don't miss Johnny Cueto. But uh, you're talking, you know, Sean Lee's out, Ryan Ludwig's out, um, uh, Cueto, obviously they've just they've, they uh, Ryan Hannigan, their starting catchers going out today. For example, their seven eight hitters were uh, Corky Miller, who is a seventy two year old minor league catcher they called up, and Donald Lutz, twenty two year old German born player coming up, and and so you know they're just they're short handed right now. <laughs> and, and since I'm on it, I'll tell you that Jay Bruce and, and Joey Votto between them have four home runs and probably twelve RBIs. And they're still above 500, 
you know, they're two games out of first after losing today. I had a chance to be in a tie for first. So, you know, sometimes you just got to keep your head above water. And I'm all right with that. Well, uh, well let me uh, go off on a tangent here. Uh, Joey Votto, um, I don't know how many jacks he has, but doesn't sound like a lot. Uh, reports early in the season was that you guys were saying he lost his power. Are you buying or selling uh, Joey Votto's power returning? He's got three home runs in the last uh, two weeks, I want to say. So it, <clears throat> it's coming there. And Joey, you know, Joey Votto, you know, if, if he wasn't such a good player, um, people wouldn't like Joey Votto very much. They asked him, Joey, how come you're not hitting the home runs? He says, I don't need to hit a home run for you. I don't need to justify anything to you or any fan out there. I'll hit him when I'm ready to hit him. <laughs> so, um, he's been hitting for average. He had been going the other way quite a bit. I've seen him driving the ball to right field lately. What we wanted to, when Joey Votto was good, you know, that 2010 season last year before he got hurt, was when he's driving the ball out of the park to uh, to left center. Um, and when that happens, it, it's a lights out. He can go anywhere, anytime. And what I don't see him doing right now is I, I, I don't see him attacking the ball. And, and specifically what I mean for baseball fans out there is when you are going to meet the ball in front of the plate and driving it where you want to go, you're dictating things. Um, Joey Votto has an incredible batting eye, and uh, like Adam Dunn before him, you know, Dunn didn't have the average, but uh, he's got a great eye for balls and strikes, and so he's got the ability to wait to the last second to stay deep in that batter's box and drive it where he wants to go. I think he needs to get out a little bit more aggressive. He needs to stop worrying about this, you know, you know leaving the league in walks and start smacking the ball around and being aggressive with it. And when that happens, it'll be fine. I think at this point it's mental in his head, but I'm not worried about the power at all. And that's been our red portion of the show. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I can. <laughs> all right. Um, now now we're, um, we're going right into Hank's wheelhouse. L.A. Dodgers, buying or selling. I'm sorry, the 13 and 13. Uh, right at 500 when everybody thought they'd be playing 800 baseball, Los Angeles Dodgers. Thanks. I'm going to buy with a little bit of caution. Are you buying that they'll be better than 500? That they will be better. But one of my concerns with the Dodgers going into this season, and I'm going to say it for the other team we're going to talk about later, is what's going on in the clubhouse um, and how much tolerance is the ownership going to have. I still think that when I look at the Dodgers, um, you know, uh, Rue, the, uh, the the pitcher that, I, that, the, that, that pitched the other night, along with Kershaw, I think they've got enough because I'm not really – I'm still not impressed with the Diamondbacks. Uh, and I think if they start playing up to their potential that they'll be there. But again, if if that team doesn't get it together, you start you have to start looking at Don Mattingly because they've turned that roster over enough to be able to get a playoff spot. Obviously, the Giants are going to be there, but again, I'm not fully sold on um, on on the Diamondbacks. They yeah, there's just something about that team that just they don't like they have enough. So I think with that, I think that the Dodgers are going to still do what they're supposed to do, and, that, and that's getting to the playoffs. But I still with a little caution from what I've seen so far. What about you, Mike? How are you feeling about the Dodgers? You know, I think we called this before the season. Now, now, Hank, what you you failed to mention was your your man crush, man Kemp there, with one home run in April, making a lot of money right now, hitting two sixty, um, and and, and uh, Andre Ethier not doing much better at all. Without Carl Crawford having this amazing kind of comeback, doing a plus 900 OPS year, the Dodgers have, you know, outside of Adrian Gonzalez, um, not a lot of offense. And and to me, there's there's just kind of a power outage that's going on right there. I believe. Hey, Mike. Yeah, Mike. He, he doesn't have to hit home runs for you. He has to hit home runs for nobody. He has to justify home runs for you. Like it. I do like. <laughs> I do like that. And, you know, but let's talk about you know what what is Kemp's game? Kemp is a, a triple threat, right? He's he's power, he's speed, he's average, and right now he's not doing two of those for sure. So we need to get him up and playing. Um, but what we talked about at the beginning of the year is when you throw all these stars in a pot and hope that something's going to happen good, you know, you may get you may get the uh, the 2003 Marlins. 
you may also get the 2012 Marlins. So right. I, 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 I'm going to continue to buy what we've talked about them, is that I think talent-wise, yeah, they're, they're an awesome team on paper, but those personalities need to mesh. And so because of that, I think they're going to struggle to be around 500. Um, hopefully they get together in the later in the, in the year and push towards a playoff spot, and I think that's very doable for them. Um, but, but right now, I think they are what we thought they were. It's kind of a hodgepodge of, of the all-stars from, you know, the late 2000s and not, you know, a, a top team in the NL. Did you just go to the the uh, we thought they were? Well, <laughs> kind of. You know, hey, we nailed it. I, you know, i got to say this, you know, us three, we, we called this, right? We said well, I don't know. If Hank, I don't know if Hank called it. I think you and I might have called it. Hank. Hank was uh, slapping over the uh, Dodgers' moves in the off season. To me, to me, this stinks of Vince Young and the Dream Team in Philadelphia. You know, just because you just because you pay them doesn't mean the championship's going to come. And I love I love the the commercial about the Stanley Cup. Right, the Stanley Cup weighs thirty eight pounds until you try to lift it. You know, or until you try to raise it. And so you can bring everybody over, but it doesn't mean that they can win baseball and win a World Series. Yeah, it's um, it's like I, I said at the beginning, they, they spent a lot of money, but I don't think they got a lot of value for for what they spent. Um, I mean, you're throwing around that kind of money. You, you should be, you should you shouldn't have to uh, have Mark Ellis uh, as your second baseman or or Luis Cruz as your third baseman. I mean, they just a lot, a lot of question marks, and I don't. It's not. A, I don't see a team when I watch the Dodgers. I just see a bunch of of high priced guys going out there playing baseball. Well, you know what? For the years, the Yankees did it, okay, and somehow, you know, they had the managers in place to meld all those personalities together and turn themselves into a team. Um, and I think that when I look at the Dodgers, this is what that ownership uh, is looking for Don Mattingly to be able to do. And I believe that you know that that's 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 that whole that's that whole philosophy. We'll have to see. That's why I say cautious because if Mattingly can't do it, it's going to cost him his job. I, I think yeah. you got to go ahead. do it. This comes down to: is this Joe Torre? Is this Jim Leland? Um, or is this Don Mattingly, who is kind of the, the Joe Girardi-esque there, having trouble keeping everybody together? I think you're on point there. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it's Mattingly's fault. I just think it's the the, the guys that they put together. I don't think they're ready to win. But I do think Mattingly will probably will take the fall because if it's one thing we've seen from Magic Johnson, uh, the owners definitely believe they should be winning. Exactly. Yeah. So... Let's let's keep it in L.A. And um, it sounded like you had some things to get off your chest, Hank. So uh, the Angels, where, where are you at with them? Okay, newsflash. With this one, I'm I'm selling, and and uh, I'll tell you why. There is a track record here. Now, uh, R.J., when we started the season, you said that you thought that Mike Socia was the best manager in that division, and I said Bob Melvin. And as always, y'all talked about me, but I digress. What we've seen since the World Series championship from the Angels is a team that has not lived up to its expectations in regards to talent, in regards to expectation. You know, uh, prior to last year, before they got Albert Pujols, this team was supposed to compete for the American League West uh, division, and they faltered down the stretch, even though they had Texas uh, at home for the last three games. And, they, and the question was, why wasn't Jared Weaver pitching that first game to get them an opportunity to get to the playoffs? And the last two years with this lineup, they have faltered. Okay, and if it wasn't for the Houston Astros, the Angels would be in last place. Uh, obviously, um, we'll talk about the players later, but there's something that's going on with that, with that, with uh, with, with Socia and, and how his teams are coming out the box, and the fact that they've underachieved. Now this is the third year coming out the box this way. So, um I don't I don't necessarily think that uh this is this is this is a, a window dressing. I I think there's a problem there and and, and Mike Sosha may end up being a casualty of this. Oh Hank, since, since you so eloquently quoted what I said about Mike Sosha 
Um, why don't you go ahead and quote what I said about the Angels before the season started? Well, you thought that the Angels were going. Well, you know what? That's funny you, that you said that. You thought yeah. the Angels was just going to be another collection of talent that was going to underachieve again. And you know, I thought that, the, and I and I took the opposite. I did. I thought that they had enough leadership in that clubhouse uh, and and rings in that clubhouse to turn around some basket cases, which, you know, obviously they weren't psychologists and uh, that wasn't their expertise, so they failed miserably on that. So you're absolutely right on there. So, you know, I'll take some humble pie on that. <laughs> Thanks for getting my quote right, and I'm going to stand by that. Uh, the Angels <laughs> don't have the horses in the, in the, in the pitching staff to, um, to compete. Uh, I mean, uh, well, we, last week they were fighting off uh, the Houston Astros for for the cellar. Right. So I, I'm I'm feeling like Nostradamus. Well, well, you're talking about my Mike Sosha for uh, best manager. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm, I'm feeling myself right now. I got the Dodgers right. I got the Angels right. Uh, I'm gonna just shut up and go to you, Mike. You didn't get Sosha right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I like it when you guys go at it. I could just stay over here. It's nice. Uh, so, so in terms of the Angels, really, this this comes down to this. This team was built to score runs, and between um, Trout, Pujols, and Hamilton, your top hitter is hitting two sixty one. The next guy is hitting two fifty two, hitting two oh four. Um, that's that's the issue right now. The heart of their order is not hitting. Mark Trumbo is carrying this team. He's the best hitter on the team right now, and uh, that's just not going to cut it. And one of the, the risks, so so it comes down to, you know, this is the second year in a row that Pujols had that slow start. Um, is this really the Pujols that we're expecting to see going forward with nine years left on his contract? you got Josh Hamilton for four more years. Already showing that the second half of last year was more indicative than the first half because that's what he's putting up right now. Um if you're the Angels, here's your fear. Your fear isn't that you necessarily lose this year. The fear is that you are stuck with these guys for years. You will not be able to move this talent for years. So if it's not working now when these guys are 32, what makes you think it will work when they're 35, 36, 37? So <clears throat> I will <clears throat> sell the Angels as a, as a collection of talent that, um, let's just say, they were hired guns. And they're not, you know, they're not shooting. So I, I sell. So everybody's out on the angels. Yeah, I love it. Uh, let me ask you this: We talked, you talked about Pujols, Mike. Um, I, I think I saw a quote from him that if he's not producing and he walks away from the game, he wouldn't expect his his money to, to be paid. Are you buying that at all? Would, would the union even stand for that? I mean, you watch Pujols probably more than Hank and I combined. Are you buying what you're selling? No, no, not at all. But having said that, Pujols is a class guy, a class character. Um, he was a guy that even though I really dislike the Cardinals, and you guys know this, he's a guy that you always wanted on your team. Says, man, please, can we get Pujols? You know, can they forget, you know, can they pull uh, Elvis Dumerville and, and forget to fax it in on time and, oops, we traded him to the Reds for a bag of balls. That'd be great. Uh, but, no, the, the league wouldn't let them do that. Um, the, the union, you, you can't do it. Um, but I, uh, it, it's too bad, you know. And I'd like to spend some more time looking at him and just seeing, you know, is this a, a slowdown in his swing? Um, I, ideally, what I think this is is the fact that they've got him hitting third and Hamilton in fourth, I, I believe, and he's got no protection, so he's got no balls. They're not giving him anything to hit because they know they can throw to Hamilton um, I think if you get a four-hitter putting up some numbers behind him, his numbers will go up. You know, he may not be um, as good a hitter as he was four years ago, but he's still a, a 280, 290, 30-home run guy um, in his sleep as long as Josh Hamilton isn't the guy behind him. Well, he is kind of hurt, too. You know he's got plantar fasciitis in, in that foot. And but, he doesn't even want to talk about it anymore because everybody keeps bringing it up. But it is it's impacting how he's playing, and you can look at him and tell. Yeah, yeah, he had plantar fasciitis, 
And as Mike just told us, he has no balls. So thanks for that. <laughs> I heard that too. <laughs> too bad we ain't got a dump button, huh? <laughs> Are you questioning? Is that a little, your little shot at, at uh, the Cardinals, Albert Pujols? Uh, no, not at all. You know, and if you, uh, <laughs> I can't even answer. No. <laughs> Well, let's get you off the hot seat, man. We'll, we'll go on to the last team before we get to these players. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Um, look to to. I think we all have them in the playoffs, but uh, they're ten and seventeen, and they're looking pretty bad right now. Uh, buying and selling the Blue Jays. Thank. Uh, I got the sale. I got the sale. You know why? I, I think when you look at the Blue Jays, you thought that that pitching staff was going to be a strength. You thought that, you know, Burley coming back to the American League and you had R.A. Dickey over there, uh, that that was going to really show up their pitching staff. Those guys have been getting shelled. I mean, not just getting hit. They have been getting shelled, you know, and, and long balls. I mean, they, they're, not, they're not fooling anybody. And then you add into that that Reyes is out for a little while. You know, uh, you got the big boppers starting to wake up a little bit. But you have to ask yourself, you know, uh, what are you really getting from that pitching staff and are they going to be able to hold up? You've got some pretty dynamic uh, lineups in the American League. Um, and, and as we said, you know, you, you, you and Mike have already said that this team going to be, uh, these teams are going to be right around 500. Well, if you fall too far behind, you're not going to be nothing but a memory. So um, I don't really see that pitching staff rebounding that much. Uh, so I got to sell them. Mike, where you at? You know what? I'm I'm actually gonna buy <laughs> the Blue Jays in, in this perspective. Now, now th- this team falls into another one of spent a lot of money, traded for a lot of big names. Basically, came uh, in my mind the the Miami Marlins North, right? <clears throat> so the same reason that I sold on the Rockies, right? Everybody hitting the cover off the ball is the same reason I got to buy on on the Blue Jays. Nobody's hitting. Nobody is hitting, all right? The only guy who's got an average above 350 is Jose Reyes, and he's out, okay? So what you have is right now their offense basically consists of Encarnacion and Bautista basically just sitting on their back foot looking to jack the ball 500 feet, which Encarnacion came real close to doing twice um, yesterday. Um, But that's it. So these guys are going to hit. They're going to hit better. Um, That pitching staff, uh, will come around, and where will they end up? They're going to end up where we thought. You know, once again, this is a middle of the pack AL East team. Uh, it's going to be around 500. You know, when the last month comes around, they're going to be within five games of that wild card, and um, they're okay. You know, like that entire division. So I think the Red Sox who have overachieved the first month, these guys have underachieved. In the end, it'll wash out. All right. Well, I'm looking at the Blue Jays. They're um, 10 and 17. I can see them getting back around 500. Um, A, because like you said, uh, Mike, the bats have been completely cold. But uh, to Hank's point, the pitchers are, they they leave a lot to be desired. And uh, and I'm talking specifically about uh, Josh Johnson, who uh, I think he's injured as a tricep injury, and Mark Burley. Um, these guys have been pitchers who, who, you know, they, they've been up in the air in their career. You never really quite know what you're going to get from those guys. They're getting up in age. Um, so I, I can see the bats coming around, and I can see them being faltered by the pitching, and therefore I, I've got them right around 500. So I don't think they're a 10 and 17 team, but I don't see them as a playoff team just yet either. So I don't know if you call that a buy or a sell, but. I'm actually selling from where we were earlier in the season. Correction. They're a 10 and 18 team, and they just got shelled 10 to 1 by the Red Sox. So there you go with their pitching coming around. <laughs> <laughs> no, the pitching is going to be going to be the downfall, but they are going to start hitting it, and their hitting is going to um, get them a couple wins as well. That's how I see it going. So that that, that wraps it up for the um, for the teams. Looks like we got about 15 more minutes, so let's go ahead and um, get to some of these players who are having some surprising years. 
And we'll start in the American League as we normally do. Uh, Chris Davis. Um, this guy is tearing the cover off the ball. He's hitting a whole lot of home runs. And um, what, what are we doing with uh, with Chris Davis, uh, Mike? Can he can he keep this up? No, he's an for wonder. Uh, Chris Davis is going to come down to earth. He's he's going to hit in the high twos. Um, he's going to probably, you know, I'm thinking about 25 to 28 home runs with him. I think he's going to have a nice, solid year. But, uh, you know, his bat will calm down a little bit. He'll come back to his averages. He'll have a career year, but he's not going to have a <clears> – <throat> He's not going to have a Matt Kemp here. Or maybe he will have a Matt Kemp here. Hold on. Yeah, he could go down to 260, hit four home runs. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Hank, Hank's not going to like that. Oh, listen, Matt Kemp ain't got to justify his start to you, Mike. He ain't got to justify his start to anybody. But, I, uh, agree. <laughs> I agree. He's 25 million reasons why he doesn't have to tell me. Anything. I million reasons why he ain't got to justify nothing to none of us. I think, I think that um, Davis is going to have a, a pretty solid year. Um, you know, he got off to a solid start. I, and, and I'm with Mike. I believe he's going to he's going to settle down about 33 home runs. You know, he was a he was a power guy for him last year. Um, you know, um I, I think I think he is I think he is what he is. I think again, but he's he's going to be a big power guy for for the uh, Orioles. Uh, but I don't think anything too much more spectacular than that. I'm um I'm buying Davis. He's um I mean, this is what his age, 27 season. Um, last year he had 33 home runs. Uh, right. He's got nine up to, up to this point. I definitely can see him topping that 33, maybe finishing with, uh, what, 37, 38. And, right. I mean, he, uh, he's hitting 348 now. I definitely think the average will come down. But I can see him finishing around 290. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be too surprised. Um, I, I think he's gonna he's gonna keep going. He, he's he's entering into his prime, and uh, like like we said earlier about the Orioles, and they've got a lot of of young talent. And if it clicks, you know, watch out. So we'll we'll, we'll go from the um, from the young to the old. And um, I threw this guy in here because I, I <laughs> well. I, I don't know what's going on, what what uh what fountain he's drinking from, but uh Travis Hafner. This guy's slugging six sixty seven. He has a one thousand one hundred and four OPS. Um he's thirty six. But this is his first year with the Yankees. Um what what's going on with uh Hafner, Mike? Is he having an Ichiro year with as Ichiro did uh last year? People go to the Yankees and they have a resurgence, or is this just a hot April? For uh, for Bronk. you know, I think uh, I think he's a professional hitter. You know, he's in there, he's doing what he got paid to do. He's hitting. Um, he's on a hot streak, right? So if you told me if I had the chance to trade him today for a bag of balls, um, yeah, I trade him today. <laughs> His value's never going to be higher than it is right now. Uh, so you know, if you tell me he's going to be MVP? No, he's not going to be MVP. Is he going to win the home run championship? No, he's not going to do that either. More likely than not, he's going to get nicked somewhere here or there and play, you know, 50 to 75% of the games. But Travis Hafner, you know, he's a professional. So, you know, there's no reason why he can't hit 270, 280, hit 20 home runs. But to me, the biggest issue with him is going to be staying healthy. And, and if he can do that, that's great. But his track record tells you that he's going to have a tough time doing that. He's a Yankee. They, they, uh, they don't know how to stay healthy. <laughs> well, what about you, uh, Hank? I think, I think Travis Hafner is, uh, number one, he's benefiting from the short ports at Yankee Stadium. He's also benefiting from all the injuries, uh, and he's benefiting from playing in April. Uh, if you're lucky, if you'll hear from Travis Hafner anymore after July 18th or something like that. Um, I think he, he's doing, like Mike said, he's doing what he's supposed to do as a professional hitter. Uh, but um, I think that you, you, you take it for what it is right now. Um, Travis Hafner's uh, history says that he can't stay healthy. His history also says that he strikes out a lot. And, again, you're talking about a very cold spring. So, you know, he's able to get get around in, in, in New York, but you won't hear from him when the summer comes, I don't believe. Yeah, I um, I echo everything you guys said. I won't even repeat it, but uh, 
I'm betting against the H here, and I'm, I'm selling on Hafner. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Dexter Fowler. This guy has, um, you know, he's he's had a lot of promise. Um, a lot of people have been looking for him to, to succeed in, in the majors. It looks like he may be putting it all together. Uh, last year, he finished with a 300 uh, batting average and a 389 on-base percentage. This year, he's hitting 305 with a 411 on-base percentage. But the uh, power looks to be coming around as well. Uh, he already has eight home runs. Uh, prior to this year, his highest was 13. So, uh, Dexter Fowler, um, Mike, uh, and I'll throw a little monkey wrench in there because he's finished 300, or he's been around 300 for the past two years. But are you buying the power from Dexter Fowler? There's um, eight home runs already. Uh, previous total, high total is 13. Are you buying his power? I, you know what I'm buying? I don't buy Dexter Fowler's power. I buy the power of Coors Field. That's what I buy. Someone taught Dexter, listen, you're playing in a softball park. Just swing up a little bit. You'll hit 20 home runs. And, uh, he, you know, he's going to have these same inflated Dante Bichette, Matt Holliday, um, <laughs> Andres Galarraga, uh, home run surge that people get when they're in Coors Field. He's a good player on top of that, so I expect to see the average stay where it's at, especially because of the speed, you know. He's, you know, he's going to be able to leg out some hits, and if he's going to drive the ball a little bit, that, that's good. That, and, and so I think he's an up-and-coming player. He's always been uh, – it's not a five-tool player. He's been a four-tool player with the power, kind of thinking that he had the frame to put that on. So I think Dexter Fowler is one of the young up-and-coming guys not too far different from Cargo maybe four or five years ago when he put up some good numbers. So I'm excited to see him, and I expect him to do well. Yeah, as we're talking about Fowler, he just hit a double for the Rockies against the Dodgers. But um, I was looking up some numbers, and I think we'll all be surprised to know um, Fowler is actually slugging 625 at home, and he's slugging 618 on the road this year. And he has five home runs on the road and only three at home. So it looks like he, he's doing it with wherever he's at thus far in April. Um, you know what? I, I'm buying Dexter Fowler. We've heard about him uh, coming into his body and maturing for quite some time. He's what, 27 now. Uh, I, I think this can continue. And um, like we said, if, if Tulowitzki and um, and Cargo can stay healthy, um, they'll put up some some numbers offensively. Uh, what what about you, Hank? Are you buying Dexter Fowler? Absolutely. You all you have to do is watch Dexter Fowler play. He is a very exciting player. Uh, you're talking about a you talking about a potential man crush, Mike. Uh, Dexter Fowler might just be it. Uh, he's got a lot of tools. He's a very exciting player. Absolutely buying him. Over 20 home runs this year. You know this this year too is the, the Rockies consider can really consider trading him. Um, during the winter meetings and later, when the Reds were out there looking for their center fielder, you know, Shin Chu Su, Chin Su Chu, um, who by the way has been fantastic, um, it, it was it was Chu, Denard Span from Minnesota, and then Dexter Fowler, and in the end, Colorado pulled him off the trade table. But uh, could you imagine if someone had got him, you know, you know, at at his asking price last year, that would have just been you know horrible for the Rockies. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one, um, this guy, um, a lot of people don't know about this guy, but uh, I was watching him play against the Nationals, and uh, it was pretty funny. The New York crowd started chanting, um, Matt's better than uh, than Strasburg. I'm talking about Matt Harvey, um, kid 4-0 uh, with a 1.56 ERA for the uh, New York Mets. Looks to be the ace of that staff. Um, a lot of people... Thought he'd have a breakout year, but I don't know if anyone saw this. Uh, Matt Harvey, are you buying uh, or selling on Matt Harvey, Hank? I want to buy Matt Harvey, but I'm concerned for Matt Harvey, RJ. Uh, The game he pitched against the Nationals, okay? Now, this is April, April. They allowed that kid to throw 121 pitches, 121 pitches. My concern about Matt Harvey is that he won't last if they, if, if they don't take care of his arm better than that. Now, granted, he was pitching an amazing game, but you've got to take care of your young arms, and especially this early in the season. He's an amazing talent, and, and he is, and he's, he's going to 
be very good if he's taken care of. So, so what are you saying? They didn't uh, learn the lesson from letting uh, Johan Santana pitch all those pitches That's, in his uh, no Exactly, exactly. You know, you 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 know, if if, if it quacks like a duck, you know, if, if it walks like a duck, there's something going on there. And and they let that kid pitch 121 pitches in April. That's just he wasn't pitching a no hitter. He wasn't pitching a perfect game. That's unheard of. Uh, how about you, Mike? Well, where do you stand on uh, Harvey? Well, I think Hank's pretty soft, man. Come on, it's baseball. Let him throw. Let him throw. Okay. Come on, let him throw. Throw, throw, throw your investment out there. Then you got Strasburg out there that that, that can't even go to eight innings. And y'all hey, hey, in Dusty, okay? In Dusty, we trusty. All okay. right, you just let him throw his arms fall. <laughs> <laughs> So in terms of Matt Harvey, I think he's the highest-rated Harvey prospect since Mike Harvey, first-round uh, pick of the Cubs, came up in uh, the early 90s and uh, spluttered on to uh, a very uh, unknown major league career. I'm buying. This guy, this guy is a stud. Young pitcher. He was talented last year in the minors. He got a cup of coffee, I believe, with them last year as well. Um, he is a good pitcher. Um, is he going to win – 20 games this year? No, because he plays for the Mets. But he's going to be a very good pitcher on a very bad team, and uh, they're going to build their team around him going forward. So um, great stuff. Um, I believe 28 innings with uh, you know something like 35 or, or, or 36 strikeouts, so more than a strikeout an inning at this point. You know that that's good. And, and you talk about a kid that's going up there and throwing, knowing that his team's not going to score a lot. So you know he's obviously okay with that pressure. And uh, just throwing loose, so I, I like him. I wish he was on my team. Yeah, the, the kid is good, and, and the Mets, um, you know, they got some good pitching down in minors with Zach Wheeler as well. Um, they they could um, they could be a force in 2014, uh, 2015. If he ain't blew his arm out yet, man. <laughs> See now, what I'm ashamed. I, I don't like is nobody nobody said anything about Mike Harvey. Doesn't anybody like or remember Mike Harvey? No. no. Oh, this is oh, – what kind of show is this, man? Well, I think he drove through Detroit one time. He was going to Windsor to gamble. So that's all you guys would have seen. All right. Well, well um, let me uh, on. jump in. Go ahead, Hank. That's it. Moving on. You're right. <laughs> we got, um, we've got two and a half minutes left on the on this portion of the show. But we've got a couple more guys we want to get through. So if you get cut off listening live um, – just uh, want to let you guys know. You can hear the rest of the show by going to iTunes. Uh, just do a search under Real Sports Guys, and you'll see the uh, Inside the Park shows for today where you'll be able to hear the uh, rest of the show. So with that bit of housekeeping out of the way, uh, Clay Buckholz, Boston Red Sox. Um, like we, we talked about the Red Sox earlier, they're off to a very, very hot start, and uh, Clay Buckholz is part of the reason. He and Josh Lester. Uh, Hank? Are you buying the uh, the Clay Buckholtz season thus far? Is, is he going to continue to be a guy the Red Sox can count on? I mean, what he's five and zero right now with a one point one nine ERA. Um, buying or selling? I'm buying. If you Clay Buckholtz was on the DL last year, but before that, he the man had good stuff, and he came back and he he, he put together a pretty solid second half of the season. Um. This year, he's just kind of like um, continued on that. Uh, with him and Lester, that's, you're absolutely right. That's why Boston is, uh, has had the start that they've had. And I don't anticipate that, I don't anticipate that uh, going away. I think when you look at bulk holes, you look at the stuff that he has, I think he can be dominant all year. So I'm definitely buying that. Uh, how about you, Mike? I agree. I agree with Hank 100%. I agree. <laughs> I'm um I'm I'm selling on Buckholz. I'm not selling that that he's not a good pitcher, but I don't believe he's a 1.19 ERA pitcher. Um, his strikeouts are up. He, he's over a strikeout inning right now. Um, I don't think he's ever finished that high. I don't, I don't know that that will continue. Um, so I think he will come down to earth a little bit. Uh, probably finish with around a 3.0. ERA. So in that vein, I, I am selling on Buck Holtz, but I do think he's going to have a good year. Just not a 1.19 uh, 
Sandy Koufax, Bob Gibson type year. But you, you're talking about the first 25 games. But, I mean, if you just look at the pitcher himself and you just say what he can – if he if he continues just to pitch at that clip, you're absolutely right. He's, you know, a little under three, three, maybe a little under. But still, that's a, that's a pretty good season. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn good season. Just not. I, I don't. You know. He's not. I don't see nobody doing that though. Are you? <laughs> not in the American League. Well, it's, hey, lay it out there for the people. The people want to hear hear what you think, eh? No, I don't see nobody having a a, a sub two ERA starting pitcher in the American League. Uh, and, and, and I'm talking about the Verlanders. I'm talking about the 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 um the, the Weavers and or the Prices. There's just too many. There's just too many prime hitters in the American League. I just don't think any pitcher will be a sub two. All right. Well, yeah, I won't. I won't argue with you. I mean, I think it, it could happen. I just don't think Buck Holton is the guy to do it. Well, I don't think you're him or anybody else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Gene Segura. Where, where are we at with it? I, I know. Um, I know Mike touched on him earlier, uh, but. I mean, 367 batting average, uh, 567 slugging percentage. This guy has never finished with a slugging percentage above 300 in the um, in the big leagues. Um, let me see here. In the minors, doesn't look like he's he slugged 600 once. So where are we at with Gene Segura? I think we're all going to sell Gene Segura. We're going to sell him up the river, and we're going to trade him for Travis Hafner. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm out. I'm out on Segura. How about you, Hank? Uh, uh-uh. uh. I mean, he has he played a full uh, major league season yet? No, never. The, in most games he's played is uh, 44. I said no. That's a sell. Now I haven't right. said that. He did buy Tuffy Rhodes after the first game of the '92 season with the Cubs when he hit his three home runs. So I, I think you just got to be careful with Hank here. Do you see you next- go. Your baseball almanac, Mike? No, I just, you know, anytime I can make an old Cubs reference, I think I got to, you know. <laughs> Tuffy Rhodes, though. Come on now. Who wouldn't buy Tuffy Rhodes? He You're was working, working what? I see you working over there. I see you working over there. <laughs> All right, last but not least, um, and it, we'd be doing an injustice if we didn't go to Hank first because Hank loved this signing for the um, for the Angels and crowned them uh, the winners of the off season. Uh, Josh Hamilton. And, you know um, what? <laughs> the man Should I run down the stats for your anchor? Do you pretty much know what what he's been doing? Look here, let it, me know. Look here, it, it, it's all over what what Josh Hamilton is doing. Okay, you thought I look here. I gave Josh Hamilton with all that talent staying in the same division. I thought that man was going to at least come on out and play. I thought he won the championship. Josh Hamilton's got more problems than a math book. You know, it just don't make sense to me. You know, it just don't seem like between his ears there's anything there but space for rent. You know, and and you, and, we, and we've seen it. You know, we saw him just kind of have lapses last year, and then going into this season, he's going to have a couple of two or three weeks that he's going to look like a world beater. But 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 the overall with with Josh, and I'm pissed about that because he made me look like a fool because I did go out there and put and and. Uh, Say so, yeah, I thought he was going to do his thing, but I got to sell him. You know, he he he's uh, damaged goods. Wow! Uh, after a month, I, I love it. Um, and for the listeners, he's batting two hundred four. <laughs> this guy is supposed to be the the power hitter. He, he's hitting in the number four slot. He's his slugging percentage is two ninety six, which is uh, pretty pretty bad. It's actually putrid. Uh, he's on pace to strike out two hundred times this year, uh, Mike. Buying or selling Josh Hamilton? Uh, Josh is what he was last year, so I, I guess I'm I'm buying. Uh, he's not as bad as he is right now, but he's not the three thirty forty home run guy that he was a couple of years ago, and he's going to be woefully underpaid. He's going to tremendously underwhelm the LA Angel fan base. He's going to derail the career of Albert Pujols. He may even he may even tell little kids in the L.A. area that there is no Santa Claus. That's how bad of a figure Josh Hamilton is right now for the Angels. So, unfortunately, they locked into him for four more years after this. <laughs> yeah. 
I've uh, yeah, I've, I've I've given my opinion on Josh Hamilton at the beginning of the year. Um, I don't think he's a good baseball player anymore. Um, I like like Mike said, I don't think he's a two hundred four hitter, but I don't think he's a three hundred hitter either. Probably probably around a two fifty hitter, but um, if he's not slugging, um, I, I don't I don't want him on my team. So I'm selling Josh Hamilton as well. Yeah, I believe Josh Hamilton is what you saw. What you see is a guy that got his money and then just just relaxed. You know, he doesn't even look as if as though you know that that there's a sense of urgency in his play at all. I mean, grand grand, yes, it's still April and May now, and we're not trying to jump the gun. But there's just certain things you see with players that 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 that's something that you know it's it's okay, it's all good, and I'll get this together. You just don't see that with Josh Hamilton. It just seems like he's playing ball at a picnic to me. I don't, I don't know, I, and it just kind of frustrates me watching him play. So, so quick question for you guys. Does Josh Hamilton take the place of Vernon Wells on the L.A. Angels roster of the vastly overpaid, woefully underperforming free agent for the next three, four years? I, I think he takes the place in, in all of baseball as that contract that uh, nobody wants to touch. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think he's you, that guy. All you've heard from Josh Hamilton is the immense talent, even when you listen to the experts. You know, they. You know, he's got MVP talent, and 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 he's a five-tool player, and all these different things. But you just don't. It just does not, you know, uh, lend itself to the, to the playing field, and it really just has not done it this year, and it didn't do it last year during the playoffs when it counts. And there's a such thing as a slump, but you just have not seen him just on a consistent basis just play good ball. Well. Well, there it is. Um, I, I think we, we pretty much wrapped up Josh Hamilton. And I'm sure all the listeners that downloaded this on iTunes are happy that they did because they got to hear Hank say he has more problems than a math book. Um, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> we thank you all for listening. Check us out at the same time next week, uh, Wednesday night, 930. Hank, go ahead and take us home. All right, that's the ball game, folks. Drive home safe. He has more problems than a math book. Peace.